everybody has a goal and then has the path and the path is rocky and it never works, but they know forward that if they just get up one more time and keep pushing along no matter where it is and set up a logical process and really set up accountability, they're going to continue to get there. And each time they may fall farther than they did before, but if they get back up, they're going to go farther. They're going to go higher than they did before. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss. It is a pleasure to have you listening in today, and I do have a special treat for you. I'm on the call today with the one and only Jason Yerusi. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I may be the only Jason Yerusi. I know. It's not a, that's not a common name. So, exactly. so it, may, it may actually fit. I'll take it. So. When you Google your name, you know, what comes up? Is it you or is it someone else? That's really how I judge it. And when I that's Google right. Yona Weiss, you know, my LinkedIn profile comes up at the top of the... We're going to do an episode just about that, about how important that is. But a little bit about Jason, because... If you don't know Jason and his wife, Pilly, they are, you know, really pillars of the multifamily community around the country. They have the Jason and Pilly Project, which is a YouTube channel and a podcast that goes through the foundations of, you know, not just investing in real estate, which, but what goes behind that? And these are some things I'd love to get into a little deeper today, you know, whether it's the mental fortitude that it takes to build something like that. And you guys are big health I wouldn't say fanatics, but you guys, to everyone else viewing, it seems like that way. But, you know, you, you guys own multifamily investment properties. You have over 800 units currently under management. And I had the pleasure of speaking at their incredible, you know, multifamily foundation club, a meetup in New Jersey that has over 2,000 members. And they're focusing on, you know, building community and talking about real estate and syndication, et cetera. So Jason, let's just jump into it. I wanna, I wanna talk about you know, this mindset, the mental fortitude that you're talking about. And if, if anyone's following you on social media and you guys, you know, you're talking about the exercise and you got, you're running seemingly marathons every day. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, if someone didn't know any better, they'd think you're like training to be uh, you know, an Olympian. What's, what's driving you? Well, I appreciate the great intro. That, that was incredible. So, you know, I found that over the years, right, that we focus so much on outside, right? And, and each day, you know, we, we spend so much time on, on, on being what other people are and we forget to be where we are. And so it got back that one of the first things that really stood out to me is I had a I had to really start you know winning the day with myself, and a lot of that comes down to just just mentally preparing to to know what I want to do and then produce the mm-hmm. outcome. And I've associated a lot of that to the running, right? So I've run a number of ultra marathons, number of marathons. I run daily, you know, probably at least six miles a day, and. For that, it's it's one of those times where I get out early, I do my run, it gives me time to to give my mind the space I need, and it constantly creates a, a winning environment by really just completing a task. 
right? And and now it's become part of life, not so much of a, an invent, but I do like to train for races. You know, we're in the middle of COVID, so the next one, 100 mile hour in Canada may be in August or may not be, depending, but I'm still running every day, whether it is or it isn't, right? Because it's it's the preparation to be to be prepared for when the, the right time comes instead of trying to jump in when the right time comes and, and then of course not being ready. I love that. And it's like, I mean, like you said, it's like the foundation of your day and it's all about building foundations. And I think it's, you know, no coincidence that your podcast, you know, is called the multifamily foundation, or I guess maybe you change it the Jason Pinley project, but that's what you guys are all about is building those mm-hmm. foundations and your daily what does it look like? I mean, what kind of things do you focus on during that morning run? Sure. Uh, so I get up uh, probably 4.15 every day is my, is my go-to time. Maybe somewhere before 5, you know, 4.15, 4.30. That's my range right there. Get out of bed. And that, that's that first one. Because so many times you want to hit that snooze alarm and go back mm-hmm. in. And I just told myself a while ago that I'm just going to get up, right? Just going to get up and get doing that. I go down, you know, drink water, have coffee. I will spend time to just reflect, really use meditation for 10 minutes, quick that point, do some brain games. And depending where that leaves me, if uh, some kids have gotten up or not, may hang with the kiddos a minute and then get out that door anywhere from about 5.45 to 6 o'clock and get that mileage in. And I find whether it's listening to podcasts or just uh, running itself, so many of my ideas that, that come up, right? So much, so much things, whether it's business, personal, uh, content creation, just so much comes to you because you're, you're giving that energy, right? You're, you're giving your time that your mind is, it, it's most there in the morning when you're mm-hmm. ready to go. Right. And so instead of letting it go into other things, right, throwing the news on or, or putting right. something out there where, where ultimately my ability to focus on me first and what's going to be best for the day is now broadcast to other things that are, that are outliers that maybe I, I have no control of. Maybe I can, I can help with my part, but I, I ultimately can't, you know, if there's, a war, you know, 2,000, 5,000 miles away, you know, I, it, okay, great for us to know that, but there's nothing I can do right now. I can just focus on me being the best version of myself and helping my circle to be better as well. Right. And, you know, it's, it's kind of similar in a, in a different way, but, you know, it's similar difference, if you will, that, you know, we, part of my uh, religious upbringing and practice is that we also, in a different way, like I said, focus the first thing in the morning before anything else you know, as we go as a community and we'll go and pray together. And it's a whole, you know, a lot of practices, but really that prayer is, is more about mindset and about focusing and, you know, meditation, if you will, but it's really drawing those energies, the first things in the morning to focus on the right things. And it's, you know, the same ideas, where your mind is going, what you want to focus on, how you want to prepare your day and what those foundations need to be. So, you know, I think that's, and amazing. However you're going to do it, you know, I think a lot of people use the morning rituals, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever that's going to be, you know, start your day, be in control of your day and don't let your day get in control of you. I think I, I, I equate it to a train, right? So imagine the train stops at each stop to pick you up. But imagine you start your day in the middle of the train stop between train stops and you're trying to jump on the train as it's going 100 miles an hour. And that's how we start our day a lot of times, right? We get up into just mass confusion or chaos or just we go right into the motion of activity without really being prepared, right? So, and that comes from us not really creating a schedule or just taking back our day. So we get up, 
you know, the train's moving already. We're trying to catch it and jump onto it. Sometimes we're missing it. Sometimes potentially maybe we get on it or ultimately, you know, it's a complete disaster. And then we end the day and just look back and say, what happened? But if we can get up first and say, okay, let me prepare. So when the train's going to be at the stop, I can be at the right location, get on and create that momentum. Then it continues to build and continues to build daily. That's awesome. And do you have, you know, in terms of the running, in terms of the exercise, you can speak for yourself or for Peely on her behalf, but are there certain goals that you set up in mind or is it just, you know, getting in the right, the framework or, you know, like I, like I said, are there goals that, that are associated with, with that? So I ran my first marathon in 2009, right? In New York City, right? So, so I started on a goal, okay, I want to run it under four hours. And you continue to go on that point. So we did that. And then you just start creating the next goal, right? And the next goal. So there's never a point that like, okay, I want to do this goal. But, you know, I, I run the, a marathon. I say, okay, cool. What can I do past that? Okay, I run a 50 mile. Okay, cool. Now I can run past that. Okay, I run a 100 mile. Now, cool. What can I do that? I did uh, 500 miles last month. Okay, cool. What can I do that? So looking at the next event, there's a couple 200 mile runs that are a little difficult to get into, but but that's where my focus is set now. So I, there's two that's a 200 and 240. I'm focusing there, right? And so on that point, why again or not, it doesn't matter because I'm just, I'm putting this in part of my, my this is the day, right? Because you're ultimately not going to get out and just run 200 miles in a day if you don't have a race involved. So I'm just going to continue to do my running regimen mm -hmm. and do what I do to prepare myself. And for that point, if the race comes up and we're able to accomplish, you know, being in there, then great. And so I use these as part two things. One, it's that, and I, we get involved. This is something that, you know, we, we like to do. And then it, it's a family commitment when we go out there and it's more about teaching our kids like, okay, Hey, we're going to commit, right? We're going to do this. And is it always going to go right? No. Will we potentially fail? Sure. But when we do, what are we going to do? Are we going to put our head down and, you know, and weep, or are we going to say, okay, that happened. Okay. Let's, let's reflect on that. Okay. Was it maybe, what could we learn from this experience? Mm -hmm. And then, okay, let's try again. And each time it's that point where, and that's a lot that, you know, I wish I, I had a little bit more when, when I was moving along growing up is that just, it's okay to fail, right? And, and I think we get so stuck on social media these days that you see the ultimate end product, right? So, so people there, you know, doing whatever, but they've now accomplished a magnificent feat, but we miss the, the journey, right? We miss the journey. It's like the band that's been touring for three decades and all of a sudden now they're huge, but you know, they've, they've been sleeping on couches for 20 years, but nobody talks about that, right? right? It's just the ultimate success. And then someone's, you know, just picking up a guitar, like I might as well not pick up a guitar because this guy's already made it 30 years down the road. And it's the same thing with like any core business, right? Oh, I don't know if I want to start today because this person's all on behind or, you know, we start to want to get in shape and, you know, within a week, we don't, we don't see immediate reactions. And, a lot of that's just, it's just the world now. Things move a lot quicker, right? So, you know, you look back, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, you start having rotary phones. And now today, you know, with a snap of a, you know, you push a button, it goes up to a satellite, hits somebody else. And if you don't have a reaction in 30 seconds, you're like, what happened? You know, <laughs> and I'm texting you across the world. You're like, why didn't you get back to me? You know, you know so it's, it's been two minutes, you know, it's like, we, sometimes it's that. And it takes all of us to say, okay, let's just make sure we're doing the right task first. And it constantly looking at what we're doing and saying, is this, is this the best use of my time? And, and I'm feeling at this all the time. And I'm trying to re-engage. Like, is this the best use of my time? And sometimes we don't know. So we have to do the task to, to learn, right? So, so, okay, 
I, I, I don't know. This could be very helpful. So I, I, I got a test, right? It's like being a scientist and experimenting, right? So they're not doing these experiments because they know they work, right? They, they're going to fail 99% of the time. It's like them creating a vaccine right now. Like, it's not like if they knew it made a vaccine, they wouldn't be trying all this stuff out, but they're trying to find the ultimate result. And that's like a lot of what we're doing each day. So I find that a certain running pattern works for me, you know, so you know, I, I, I like running outdoors, you know, I'll run on a treadmill if I have to, but I prefer to be outside. I don't care if it's, you know, negative 10 or, or 150. I'd rather just be outside. Right. And that, that just allows me to be more into it. And on that point, you know, for some other people, and maybe I'd, they'd rather be in an enclosed environment. So just find that environment, build on it, but at times testing yourself, just kind of like, like running on a treadmill, you got to get on it, right. You got to condition yourself. It, it's that, and a treadmill is a good way to look at things because you're ultimately running a distance, but you're going nowhere. Right. But you're putting in that work to get somewhere. Right. So you're, you're, you're putting in the legwork to move, move, but you're going nowhere, but, but you are accomplishing something, but you have to know, remember your mind. I've, I've from A to B, I'm still an A, but the ultimate journey, I, I've created transformation. Right. It's a great analogy. I, and in terms of that, you know, transitioning, because I think you touched on it a little bit, but I want to ask you, how does this translate into business? I mean, you guys have started out, I mean, starting out in multifamily investing in 2016 and obviously a lot has happened between then and now over the past few years. Mm-hmm. What's that transition been like for you? And maybe just touch on the challenges in that and kind of the parallel to what you're talking about in the running, how that parallels to, to running your business. Well, you have to give it the trajectory, right? So maybe wholesaling or flipping homes, a transactional knowledge of, or even real estate being an agent, it's more transactional in nature. So there's a quicker turnaround for that. For apartment buildings, it's this mega vessel, right? 100 people living in it. And so the, the time it takes to have a process go in place and being able to see the process through fruition, that can be you know, six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years. It depends on how big of the nature it is. So noting that from the outset is that we, we can't expect everything to go right. And that's a lot that comes back from the businesses I've opened. You know, from that point, there is the worst plan, the best plan, and then there's the plan that's going to work and going to happen, right? And when we find that we're in trouble is that two things. We've either set our sight that the only way this works is the best plan, or we've eliminated the potential for us to succeed because we've only focused on the worst plan, right? So I'm not going to buy an apartment building because there's a chance it's going to burn down. Okay, so, but if you look at that, right, that, that may be some of the nature of, of some people who, who are stopping the sidelines because they're looking at that worst case scenario because what if this happens? Right, it's the yeah, uh, analysis reality. paralysis, right? Correct, correct. And you get stuck in that mode where you don't take action. So, and what usually keeps us in that analysis paralysis is that we're not actually asking the right questions. And it's, it's like a lot, like as we speak, right? So the better we get, the better questions we get, and that gets us farther along. But if we are constantly talking, we're not learning, right? So for us, if we're asking good questions in multifamily, then we're, we're getting more familiar with the right. process. Gotcha. Like riding a bike. If I read a book on riding a bike and I just, I kept reading this book, it still wouldn't apply for me jumping on the bike. So sometimes at points, you got to get on the bike and start going. So I'm, I'm more open to move forward and learn as I go, knowing that there's going to be steps I don't know. And that's just, no matter how much I learn, like things are going to come up. And Ilya is my grounding force, right? She, she'll ask the questions and, and some of those, those questions, and we'll talk it through. And usually for that point, she knows that if I'm this strong on it, we're going to go forward on it. But she's given me the thought track of, of some of the points to think of. So we're built on, you know, building community, understanding other people have been doing it successfully because 
when you look at real estate, you know, there's going to be some new things that come into it, but generally the process has been there for generations, right? People are buying apartment buildings. So, okay, let's look at this to the core basic of it. Like what do we need to do to accomplish these tasks and now start putting the tasks in place and doing them in, in a progression that is actually a logical progression instead of going out there, finding a building and making an offer and then saying, okay, well, I'm going to do syndication. So, so how do I raise money? Cause I, I've got an offer accepted and now I need to, you know, find a property manager and now I need to, you know, get a loan and now you're chasing, right. And you need, instead of under, understanding how you can be a valuable resource for these other people and these other partners. Now you have all this placed out and you have prepared You understand how you could help your investors. You understand your loan options could be, you know, could be beneficial to it. You speak to yourself, understand the cost segregation process, understand how this could be a beneficial part to the process. Then when you find an apartment building and you start making offers, now you can feel comfortable because now you, you have a way to help other people instead of saying, Hey, I have this deal. Now I need help from everyone and you've mm -hmm. provided no value. So it's putting those systems in place, you know, understanding what, the processes are even before you get started, but, but really just jumping in once you have that set up so that you can yeah. you know, continue that value. I'm curious how you're, you know, you guys have had one of the longest running podcasts in the real estate, not, not the longest, but it's definitely, and it's changed forms over time, but I'm, I'm mm -hmm. curious to understand how that has helped you in, you know, building the multifamily business. Sure. I mean, is it just like those, you know, those questions? I mean, my assumption is, and I will hear from you, but you know, I want to speak to the experts and I want to ask my questions directly to them. Uh, and that's a great resource. Well, you know, it's, it's magic about podcasting and, and you're right. I mean, we, so we focus a lot of mental fortitude to talk to this podcast. And we found that, you know, when we started out with the real estate foundation podcast into the multifamily foundation podcast, we were still focusing so much on, on small business and really mental fortitude and health because that's what we did. So we were, it was like, we were fighting the narrative that was so big in our life. And that's when we transitioned to the overall encompassing Jason and Keely project that has real estate and multifamily underneath. It has the layer for mothers of multifamily and entrepreneurship and really just live in a fit rich life. And so we mm -hmm. wanted to have that underneath. So now we have an open format to really talk to what we do and we weren't really cutting off our legs, right? We were going in there and where that goes to, to podcasting is anybody out there, there should be some medium as you move forward, no matter what you are, that, that you're connecting on and, and providing value because the only, we're, we're constantly sourced on how we bring value. And that, that value could be in any way. If you're, you know, if you're writing on LinkedIn or you're, you know, providing, providing content or doing anything in between, right? It's, we're going to look back and people are going to remember for our content because now it's trackable. I mean, when I was a kid, right, there's no digital format that I, I can look back at. But now my kids are going to have a digital format, right? So they're going to have the Facebook or the other points that it's almost like creating a, like a yearbook year on year. Mm -hmm. And Facebook does a good part of this where you can look back, you know, and just to see the family grow and look back to that. So getting back to your question, what happens here with, with podcasting is you're able to speak to people and make connections and it gets you to now be a thought leader in a way, even if you're not the one who has all the knowledge yet or has grown your knowledge. But it also continues to allow you to understand how other people work, understand what they see and help others by asking questions where maybe someone who's listening, you know, we'll have listeners all over the world, you know, and so maybe people are listening in Germany and like, man, I wish I could ask this question. They hear the question come out and they can, they can hear that person's thought process where they've never had the direct connection with that person. You know, so I have, um, we have the Iron Cowboy coming on the podcast. He ran, um, basically uh, it was 50 Ironmen in 50 days in every, uh, in 50 states, in every 50 states. 
And so talking <laughs> that journey, right? It's magical. Or we yeah. had, you know, David Meltzer. He was a he was a you know huge sports agent. Just talking to these people and their evolution and just understanding how they went. And what you find is the common through line is everybody has a goal and then has the path and the path is rocky and it never works, but they know forward that if they just get up one more time and keep pushing along no matter where it is and set up a logical process and really set up accountability, they're going to continue to get there. And each time they may fall farther than they did before, but if they get back up, they're going to go farther. They're going to go higher than they did before. And then ultimately when you look back, you're going to see that you're a lot higher than where you started. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, for anyone who is listening to this and considering starting a podcast or you have a podcast, I think this is incredible advice. This is incredible insight into that journey, finding your voice, finding, you know, who you are and not, not just to kind of be subject to you know, what everyone else is doing, but how you can add value that's unique to you and your platform. And through that, you'll grow and you'll learn you'll become you know, a thought leader just by asking those questions and just by having the right people uh, you're associating yourself with. So I think it's a really valuable advice right there. It's amazing advice. And it really, it opens you up to a point where Peely, she's very outgoing. You know, she, that's how she is. You know, like the Hawaiian family, they hug everybody. You know, I go from a family, we know Italian family, we're not, we're closed in. So it opens me to, to be more outgoing in a way and just, but also find find what I, I need to help with by, by continuing to talk it out because we're, we're only good when we can have a clear conversation. And I, I may agree or I may not agree with, with everyone I uh, interview, but I have to see it from both ways so I can have the best clear conscious approach to how I want to talk to the subject. hundred percent. So Jason, I think now's the time we're going to jump into the final four. These are four questions I ask all my guests. I usually prepare everyone before we hit the record button and I forgot to do so. So this is just going to be totally blind right now. I'm going to ask you anything, you know, like what's your favorite? Uh, no, just kidding. I don't know what I'm, I'll just make it up as we go. Cause now I can ask you anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first question we always ask our guests is what was the worst job that you ever had? Oh man. I, so I, I'm probably the, the I, I have done them all. And so like to say that, you know, Peely and I have, have, we've gone courses that most people want. I mean, that's why getting up early and if people think I've always been an early person, I'm mm -hmm. not, we used to work till 6am. Right. Really? So they, so I, I've done a lot of other businesses that require nightlife instead of daylife. So we, we've had both sides of it. Um, there, there, there's a lot. I'll, I'll say I, I, um, Harrisburg PA through college, I loaded trucks overnight, um, on a, um, open shipping dock and that open shipping dock. So you would have uh, basically a forklift and you would have to load all the trucks up that were going for delivery and I'd do it overnight, three days a week through college, you know? So I think Friday, Sunday, I think it was Tuesday night, you know, going to work basically, uh, 7 p.m. get off at like 5 a.m. kind of thing. And uh, it, you were on an elevated concrete slab, which was the loading dock, of course. And for that, you know, I'd have three snow hats on. You'd still be frigid to that point. And I can still wow. remember because they would have uh, coffee, but they'd have the powdered milk. And still to this day, I see that it conjures that memory of powdered milk. And I, and maybe that's one thing I don't drink dairy much anymore. But I don't know if there was the through line through there, but that was one of them. I, I've done a couple in the range, but that, that's the first one that comes up. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that's, that's, that sounds pretty difficult. So second question we ask all our guests is, what is a book that has given you a paradigm shift? Something that's made you think totally different. Uh, so 
And I'm sure there's many because there is. You know, we all it's have. Constant, yeah, it's constantly changing. The first one that comes to mind because I was actually uh, watching a small documentary on him was uh, David Goggins, You Can't Hurt Me. Uh, you know, so so incredible book. And you listen to that, I mean, you'll, you'll run through a wall, you know, and, and it's just another point of a person who has had a very, I, I, there was no way I could come back 10 times in a bad life and had had it, had it such a bad life as he had has had. But he's found a way to mentally prepare himself to say that, okay, this has happened. But I'm going to go forward. I'm going to use this to my advantage to help others see that there is good out there and there's good ways to put your energy to use in the best way to overcome obstacles when things aren't great. Very powerful. Indeed. Yeah. No, excellent. Excellent choice of book. And like you said, we are constantly changing and constantly coming across things that have, give us paradigm shifts, allow us to think totally differently than we ever saw before. And I think that's the value of continually learning, continually reading, because just like that, you'll, you'll come across something that will totally change your worldview and hopefully for the better. Yeah, absolutely. So the third question we ask is what skill or talent would you like to learn? Hmm. Uh, so skill or talent would be an instrument. I'd love to play an instrument. I think it would be um, endearing if I could learn to play the ukulele, being that uh, my wife's family, they all mm -hmm. play it. Um, so, and I have, uh, another one is I've, I've broken pretty much every finger I have. So this one's crushed. So for that point, maybe I, I don't think I've broken this one, but nine out of 10 is not bad. So I don't know if the dexterity remains, but it's, it's to be seen. And my, my little uh, five-year-old, my oldest has picked one up and he's finding the narrative. And That's so great. that would be one languages would be two, because I'm also now coming that my kids uh, are, I can get by in Italian, but they are pretty good in Italian and they're speaking Hawaiian and they want me to read Hawaiian books and they're, every other word they're correcting me. So I can't, you know, between a five and a three-year-old and the, probably the one-year-old soon, I can't even get through a book because every second word they're correcting me on the Hawaiian. I'm like, just let me get through this. We're trying to read a book here, which I can't understand. So, yeah. That's great. Well, that's great. No, it's, it's an amazing skill. And I, I speak and understand three languages fluently. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah it, is, it is quite remarkable when you can do that. So that's definitely a good one. And a common theme that a lot of our guests, you know, between language and instruments. So I yeah. find that very, very interesting because both of those things really open your mind up to thinking on different planes and different levels. Mm -hmm. And it really translates. And I see this with my own kid that they also speak three languages, that they, they really have an ability to, you know, explore things and think about things in different ways yeah. because with each language comes a culture. You know, it's not just mm -hmm. you're learning a language and you have, you know, out of a textbook, each language comes with its own nuances and its own cultural things to it. So it, that kind of opens you up to uh, many different aspects. I remember because I was able to get by in Italian. I lived in Italy for two years. And one of my first experiences there when I was first there, I was trying to go in and, and order a brioche, right? And the lady would not give it to me. And I couldn't understand because we, I, I literally was like just there, right? And we're back, you know, there's no internet. I'm like this, like, you know, 1998 or something. Was it not, no, it was probably uh, maybe 2000, right? 2000. And the ultimate point is she she was trying to relay that she was bringing up a fresh batch. She'll just be, give me a minute because I'm bringing up a fresh <laughs> batch. So she gave me a fresh one. She wouldn't let me have the last one, which was, she thought maybe was old. So it was one of these magical moments because you're it, you're not understanding. And, and, and on that point, they're bringing value to you, but you just had to wait for the, the reaction wow. to understand the process. And so you go back and now, you know, the, the conversation got easier. But as, as you know, after two years, you leave and now I, the wording's real good, but the conversational nature has, has gone. Absolutely. So last and final question, 
Jason, is what does success mean to you? So that can go on so much, right? So the mile marker is that I am creating value that really can identify a, a future for my family where the kids can understand how to bring good and bring value to the future, right? So when I leave, you know, have an effect that's going to look back and, and say that I've had a, my time has been well spent to help everyone around me and the others behind me to lead better paths in their life. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's, that speaks a lot to, you know, what's beginning with the end in mind, you know, thinking and making those goals ahead of time and, and understanding that. So Jason, I appreciate you being on here with us today. Where can our listeners find you or get in touch with you? Sure. So you, of course, mentioned the Jason and PLD Project. I super appreciate you. You've been a great guest on the show. Go find us, Jason and PLD Project, in your podcast players or YouTube or your Rusi Holdings, Y-A-R-U-S-I Holdings.com. I'm Jason at your Rusi Holdings. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. Again, I appreciate you taking the time with us today. And especially the time is so valuable and, you know, using the time for those more valuable projects and endeavors. So it really means a lot that you took that time today. And regards to Peely, obviously, <laughs> she'll, she'll get this when it airs. And to all of our listeners, I appreciate you. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.